Hello, guys. Hi, guys. We We're are back. back. Once again, with better audio this time. Hey. We just keep getting better. Thank you, you know, for joining us on this journey. Yeah. What what episode are we on now? Nine? Eight? Dang. Hold on. Hold on. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know. Listen, I, it's, we're approaching double digits. Whoa. Yeah, but I don't know how close we are. I'm pretty sure this is episode nine. Dang. That's very exciting because, you know, you guys are taking the journey with us and, you know, we have no idea what we're doing we're and we're, we're learning as we're going. I feel like so. we just get a little bit better every time. Yeah. And that's yeah. important. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Let me adjust adjust my mic a little bit. All right. How are you? I'm great. Yeah. I'm great. I will say, so this case that we're going to talk about today is a heavy one. So when I did my research for it, I was way into it at first. You know that high you get when you're like investigating and learning oh, yeah. more information. You're like, oh, I have so many theories. Mm-hmm. You get like adrenaline rush. But towards the end, I was like, okay, my soul actually might be a little more dead than I was at the beginning of this this journey. Yeah. So I'm both excited for this case and also like already tired. Gotcha. You know what I mean? I, I think you're going to... Do I know this one? Yes. In fact, I'm pretty sure this is the... Don't come at me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure it is the most famous cold case in America. Oh. Maybe the world. Maybe the world. Definitely America. Okay. Everyone has heard of Ms. John Benet Ramsey. Oh, we're going there. Okay. All yes. Right. So if you've heard of this oh case before, goodness. I would, I mean, keep listening. Yeah. Because maybe, just maybe, we talk about something you've never heard before. So that's know. a trigger trigger warning. Yes. This, is, this involves a child. It, crimes against children, uh, sexual abuse, sexual assault. Oh my gosh. It's, it's pretty gruesome. And I'm not even going to dive into, there's going to be a brief time where we talk about the autopsy, but I'm not going to focus on the actual physical result. I'm going to try to focus on things like theories and other pieces of evidence. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So, yeah. So if you're if you're ready, let's let's do this. Oh, that's Renee, by the way. And, and, and that's Mindy. Mindy. <laughs> we just in assume. case you didn't know. In we case you're just now tuning in. If you clicked on this without knowing who we are. That's Welcome. Who we are. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks. So we we do. We talk about true crime every week. And I bring the crime and she brings the cookies. Yep. And or snacks or, or snacks or you know, chips whatever or I feel like whatever whatever it's a surprise every time just That's like right. the cases so are we ready to dive in i'm ready okay oh man this one again it's a it's a rough one also i want to put out a disclaimer before we really dive in all of the theories that we're going to talk about are not fact they are the sources for the evidence and all the information that i gathered is going to be in the show notes but all of the theories are pure speculation Gotcha. Do not try to sue me for anything that I say. <laughs> it's uns- It remains unsolved. So we like, are not experts. No, we I'm, just like to. We like to pretend research, we are, but yeah. we're not. We're not. We don't. We know very little. Armchair experts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I've read enough for me to feel pretty comfortable with some of my theories. Yeah. But I'm not. Again, I'm not an expert. Otherwise, this would probably we would be talking about a closed case. And then yeah, you know, right. So. I feel like this is one that everyone has a theory about. I, I know that, like, I know this is crazy, but I, I don't know that much about this case, to be honest. That surprises me. Yeah. And and I'm, you know. Yeah. I dig in. You, you Yeah. Um, but I, I did know that the parents were suspects, and I feel yes. like maybe the brother was a suspect at first, but I don't want to get ahead of myself. The family was a huge, a huge um, focus, especially for the media. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about them first, actually, to introduce the case. So... 
Um, Jean Benet Patricia Ramsey was born in 1990. She was named after both parents, John Bennett and Patricia Ramsey. Oh, they're both of their last names. Gotcha. Ramsey, but Patricia is her gotcha. mom's name, and John Bennett is her dad's first and middle name. Oh, that was an odd choice. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, because she's the youngest mm-hmm. kid. Mm-hmm. Of his and yeah. hers. So she actually has uh, three half-siblings because John was married before he married Patsy. Okay. And then she has an older brother named Burke who was born in um, 1980. So he was a, he's about nine years okay. older. He, he's nine years old when the story takes place, too. So he, um, yeah, she was six, he's nine. Gotcha. So they're a few years apart, but still, usually it's um, like a son that they choose to name after. Yeah, usually. And the oldest, and the yeah, oldest, yeah, not, not the but, baby. You know, families, families be weird. Families, families be weird. They really do. So she was... Um, but wait, she was the first of this married couple. She was the second. The second. Burke was the first. Gotcha. So Burke is, is Patsy's oldest. And... And... Okay, um, and and her full-blooded sibling? Yeah. Okay. And he was not named- that like half-blood siblings right. make any difference at all to right, me. Right, right, right. For the name thing though, I don't know if that's what you were focusing on. The name thing trips me up. Burke was not named after either parent and he was the oldest yeah, that's of really, that. That's really that's yeah. really interesting. Yeah. Interesting. There's a lot of things about a uh, poor Burke's situation. I don't know if I should say poor Burke, because one of my theories kind of tears him apart. But, you know, Burke, you know, the yeah. poor guy, he probably had a, had kind of a tough time growing up. Um, I've had the feeling, this is this part's not fact at all, that Jean Benet was like a miracle baby. Um, because she was Patsy's doll. So mm-hmm. she was the youngest little little girl. Mm-hmm. She was dressed up. She was always like her mom put her in pageants. Okay. So she was a literal doll, like a literal Barbie doll, which was which interesting because when she would talk about the pageants, when Jean Benet would talk about the pageants, she was like, Well, they're mom's crowns. Yeah. And then when she got home, she was like a tomboy. She was playing outside, Can she was we... getting dirty. Just an aside on pageant life, pageant moms. Yeah. That is a whole thing that is is kind of frightening to me. Yeah. Um, because of there's there's a lot there's yeah. a lot to unpack there, there and is. i think it, it is more for the parents than anybody else it, it is it definitely it's yeah. like it's like um doing 4-h and having raising pigs and cows right right except it's your own children i and you're and you're dressing them up to look older and yes, they're babies you're sexualizing your yes, children. Yes, yes yes i realized though when i was looking into this case it was very cultural southern states they do this and then there's not they don't perceive it as a problem, and but then when the rest of the world kind of sees them, they're like like toddlers and tiaras. They're yeah, like, but it's what kind the of like heck? a it's kind of like a weird narcissistic thing. It to is me. like it's yeah. like I've decided that this is what you're going to do. Yeah, and then you're going to do it to please me, and I'm going to expose you to the world. Yes, on a regular basis, yes. so that we can and win. Another aside, um, I feel like these types of competitions inevitably draw like. A, bad kind of people that yep. are interested in children yes. if you know what i mean oh i know what you mean okay i have a theory about it okay um john didn't love it john did not love that john benet was in pageants and exposed to that kind of that yeah sort i mean of attention. i would be concerned what bothers me though is he didn't really 
do anything to stop it or prevent it from happening he kind of patsy was over the home he was off working all the time okay so she wore the pants she at home okay at least when it came to the kids and the household it was patsy's way as far as i could tell so so when she's like john benet is gonna is gonna win pageants john's like well i don't love it but i guess go ahead i oh i just don't that doesn't sit right with me john benet is gonna win pageants yeah like i've decided Mm -hmm. yeah 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 it yeah she was living very vicariously through obviously john benet she was a pageant queen patsy was Uh, she was also she was 19 years younger than john when they got married she was super young um she's his second wife as i said before he okay. had three kids with his okay. previous wife um but patsy she was an accomplished beauty queen with a degree in journalism so she was smart but she really played into this thing about appearances interesting she was very heavy on how things looked on the outside which is why the pageants appealed to her she was like well i you know my my kid is perfect i think the world should see that you know yeah, what I mean? i'm i'm getting some serious personality uh oh disorders yeah, for yeah, sure yeah. <laughs> for sure yeah there's yeah, the the family's got a, a weird dynamic, and then then there's Burke over in the corner. Now, what about the uh, the other kids from from John's marriage? Were they part of the home too? So it didn't sound like they were. They okay. sounded considerably older than the other okay, okay, two okay. kids. Well, yeah, because there's a huge age, the huge gap. Okay, yeah, that makes and sense. um, really, I only saw um much about two of the kids, and I wasn't clear either. So he lost a daughter in 1992 her name was elizabeth she died in a tragic car accident which i don't it's not insignificant regardless of your theories on john ramsey that's sad losing two daughters oh my god i I feel like it could i didn't see i didn't know that yeah it could lend some you know backup to why he's so distant he's a very he's a very cold kind of guy Gotcha. And I, when I first did like a cursory look at the case, like most people do based on the media, you think, oh, he's just a cold businessman with no heart. Like he could have done it or he just could have not actually cared what happened in his house. But really, I think he was he was emotionally shut off. That's my opinion. I'm not a professional. Yeah. I mean, I I think it is more rare to not care about what happens to your children. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. know, in most cases, if you lost one and had to deal with it and then you lose another and you're like, well, I guess. How am I going to cope? Yeah. I guess I'm going to revert back to whatever Man. I did last time. Yeah. So, unfortunately for John Ramsey, I do feel I feel pretty bad for him. That's a that's a big loss. Um so in 1993, Patsy was diagnosed with cancer. And she she beat it. She ended up dying of cancer in the 2000s like way after this case happened, which is unfortunate as well, but during oh, this time, sad. she ended up di- she did go into remission. But during her battle with cancer that year, Jean Benet started to revert in her development a little bit. Like she started to go back to habits that she had when she was like a toddler. She's like four at this point. She would, um, or three, three or four, she would start wetting the bed. She would start drinking from a bottle again. Uh, things like that. Not, I don't personally, I've, I, I know and am related to and have nannied children at that age who wear pull-ups to bed Mm -hmm. still. Yeah. And I didn't find that weird um, until I saw that it was noted that it happened around the same time as Patsy's cancer. Like, she wasn't a bedwetter until the cancer um, hit. Kids respond to trauma in different ways. And knowing that your parent is sick Mm -hmm. can be extremely traumatic. I want to point out 
I don't want to jump ahead because I'm pretty sure the theories are going to have to be a part two or a part three. I want to point out, um, though, after I just showed sympathy to John Ramsey, I want to point out that it's bedwetting is also a sign of either medical conditions or um, sexual abuse. Sexual abuse. Yeah. And Melinda Ramsey, John Benet's other older daughter from a previous marriage, had bedwetting problems, too. Now, this doesn't, I'm not immediately pointing the finger like John abuses his daughters. However, and I didn't know the year that that started because that could have been in response so his to her other sister's daughter. Death. His other daughter, that the one that did not die in a car accident, she had bedwetting problems oh, too. Oh. And so to play devil's advocate against myself, if she was really close to Elizabeth, Elizabeth died, and then she started bedwetting again. It could right. have been a response to that trauma. Right. And, it and, doesn't and we mean, don't know. yeah, exactly. Know. This is all speculation. When I get to my theories, I'm going to sound a lot more accusatory. But right now, while I'm laying out this timeline, I want to pose all possibilities. Yeah, it's it's not immediate. It's, a, it's an unusual, you know, it's a sign in children that something is wrong. Yeah, yeah, something's going on. Yeah, and Patsy was very again. She's very appearances are very important to her. They were very important to her. So she um, she did not like that her daughter was wetting the bed again. And she would punish her for it, which is sad because that means she's going to hide it mm -hmm. from her mom as much as possible. She's going to be afraid to tell and her mom. And if she's four years old, why are you punishing a four-year-old for an accident? She's basically still, she's like barely out of the toddler years. That's that's young enough for it to not be, I don't, I wouldn't even think it's weird. I'd be like, well, you're still, you're yeah, three or four. Just, just like, put just some pull-ups on. It's okay. We'll put rubber sheets on. Exactly. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, Burke had weird reactions to Patsy's cancer, too. A lot of accounts say that he had a history of, like, smearing his feces everywhere on occasion. And I think it was to get attention. Oh, wait, wait. This is the older brother? This is the brother, yeah. Burke. That is also a sign of sexual abuse. It, Did you know that? I didn't know that. That is true. That doesn't surprise me, based on the bedwetting, too. No like, way. Did yeah. he, he did that? Yeah. Oh, no. Now, it's not known it, if it was his oh, no. or if it was hers. But because he he did a lot of weird things that told the me so when the media was uh, accusing the family, they were like, "Oh, Burke has this weird behavior when he was when he was younger against Jean Benet, like he hit her in the face with a golf club once on accident. That's a weird thing to do on accident, but um, it it they it fed into like the rivalry." So right. whether it's well, especially him doing if, it with if his the mom own, is spending all this time, energy, effort, and attention with Jean on, the, on the younger sibling mm -hmm. and basically giving nothing to the older sibling, I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, you're you're in, you're, you're going to act you're, out. Yeah, like how else are you going to get attention? Exactly. Yeah, that's why I didn't. I don't know that the it, it's but that gross that and alarming. Actually, that is a sign of sexual abuse in children. Well, that makes sense. And in so in line with that, and in line with like Jean Benet being punished for the bedwetting she at um at some point around that time she was diagnosed with vaginitis and had an infection and i looked it up and it vaginitis is an infection of the vagina obviously women can develop it because of sexual partners it could be transmitted through sexual partners or it, and I don't know how likely this is, but it sounds sounds like it could be to play devil's advocate again. The unhygienic, um, if she if she's hiding the fact that she wet her pants, mm -hmm. and she keeps those that underwear on for long periods of time. First of all, the yeah, mom I mom mean, should realize like it, but are, that can also cause an infection. 
there are other, you know, bubble baths. Like, there are different things that can cause, you yeah. know, things. So, but it, it's looking a little fishy. When you put it with some honest. of the other stuff, yeah. you're like, yeah. I feel it's like. It's looking a little weird. There's stuff happening in this house yeah. that's not yeah. great. Yeah. Um, in 1994, when Jean Benet was four years old, she won her first beauty pageant and then she went on to win four of them actually wow. so she was pretty successful she was really good on stage she was such a cute little kid she was so if you see any of the videos she's like charismatic she's bubbly she's like she really she enjoys what she's doing but you can it, but uh, the competition part of it is not what she enjoys she does like dancing and well, sure dressing i mean dressing up is fun yeah but, you know making it like a serious thing that you have to do it's a little much. Yeah. It's a little much. So fast forwarding to 1996, this is where the story picks up to where most of the media really emphasizes this year. Especially, It's December 23rd. Okay. So it's two days before Christmas. Two days before Christmas. There's a 911 call um, made from the Ramsey home. But on January 10th of the, of the next year, during the investigation of what's about to happen on Christmas Day... Is reported that it was a mistake made by a drunk party guest. I included this. There's not. There's not much on this 911 call. Like I don't have a recording. Nothing like that. I included it though, because timeline wise, it's odd considering what happened two days later. So keep just keep that in mind. Nothing much. So 911 call was made. It was made, but it was written off as a drunk party guest. So read into that what you will factor that in however you will i when i read it i immediately include it in the timeline sure and i'm I mean, not really you know sure if i have theories on what it is but the timing is strange that is very strange that 911 yeah, is called from the same home yeah, within the same week okay so december 5th 25th sorry christmas, christmas day christmas morning the ramsey family they open up the presents and all that stuff on on christmas morning as families do they get all their toys. It's all exciting. They end up going to their friends, the Whites' house, Priscilla and Fleet White. They go there for a Christmas party. And the kids play with their kids, and the adults just hang out and drink. And, you know, they do what adults do at Christmas parties. Mm -hmm. They got home from the party at 10 p.m. That's um, a little late for the kids. It, Yeah, I thought so, too. Um, Patsy and John went to bed at 10.30, allegedly. Inconsistent details have been given, though. So about... they got home at 10 and they went to bed at 10.30. Yeah. With okay. children, though. Yeah, okay. If you have kids, whatever if you you've say. watched kids... <laughs> whatever you say, John. Whatever you say. That's fine. I feel like it takes longer than... Th and their staff, it was a holiday. So I would assume, this is not fact, I would assume they don't have any staff working in the house at that time. Uh -huh. Because it's Christmas night. Right. Unless they're, you know, insistent that their staff work holidays, which I feel like they... I don't I, it doesn't sound like anyone was home except them so so they get home at 10 go to bed at 10 30 the inconsistent details are really about John Bonet that night though because and they're mostly perpetuated by John after the fact one account says that Jean Bonet fell asleep in the car and John placed her in the bed okay in her bed another account says that John read her a story got her ready for bed and tucked her in Okay. I think that would take longer than 30 minutes, but that's I just agree. me. I guess it depends on the kid, yeah. if the story's true. Um, Burke went to play with his toys in the basement, and it was not confirmed. Well, we uh, I assume that it's in the basement. I'll get to why I assume that later. But um, it's not confirmed when he went to his room, though, because he says, he says this in um, an interview I saw with him and Dr. Phil. If anyone has seen that, 
Send us your thoughts. Have you seen that interview with Burke, Ramsey, and no. Dr. Phil? Oh, God. I can't he's an adult. He's an adult. And he's, like, recalling things. And it, it was really, when it came out, it was really unnerving because he's got this, like, really weird smile the entire time. And it's it's super, super uncomfortable. But if you if you watch the whole thing, it's it's nerves. It's the weirdest display of nerves, but I feel like it's nerves. I'll yeah. get to the interview again. Yeah, we'll okay. circle back. A lot of this stuff we'll circle back to. But so yeah, so Burke is it's unclear when he went to bed. Um we just assume that he did. We just I guess. Yeah, I mean, um, hopefully. <laughs> at roughly 11 um after Jean Benet allegedly was put down to bed or whatever by John, right? She had eaten some pineapple. Okay. Okay. There was pineapple cut Wait, up. Wait, after she went to bed? According to the timeline that the Ramses gave the police and the media, yes. So we can assume maybe that she got back up, went to the kitchen, got some pineapple. How did they know that? Then the timeline. No, yeah. how did they know she ate pineapple? Were they the there? Aut- autopsy? Oh. No, the Ramses told us when she went to bed. Okay, gotcha. gotcha Roughly gotcha, ten thirty gotcha. is when. Okay, so they according to the timeline st- and the autopsy, yeah. she did eat some pineapple late in the evening. Yes, like 30 minutes after That's after really, her parents really went to bed. Yeah. Okay. So there was pineapple cut up in the house, which was eventually, I don't know how they did this, linked to what was in her stomach. But when Fleet White heard, their na- you know, their friend that they went to their house for the party, when he heard about um, the pineapple, he was like, well, we did set, like serve fruit cocktails. Mm-hmm to mm-hmm. to everyone and it had pineapple in it so maybe it was from that but the autopsy suggested that the pineapple was ingested between 8 and 10 which could have okay been at their house i guess they didn't go home till 10 but i don't know okay i don't know they again they somehow they linked it to the the pineapple that was in the ramsey kitchen jeesh okay so the pineapple was also left out all night in the kitchen because it was found there the next day so whoever got it i've heard a lot of there's there's opinions about every detail of this i'm sure case. well so a the big case is like this about the pineapple is like why was it left out was it a kid who left it out i feel would an adult have put it back in the fridge yeah you know yeah, yeah there's a lot of speculation like sure. who was eating the pineapple who cut it up yeah um burke's favorite snack happened to be pineapple and milk so oh. yeah take that for what it is um so between 11 p.m and 12 a.m john benet suffered a serious blunt force trauma to her head 11 between 11 11 to 12 oh yeah. okay okay so around the t- shortly after eating the pineapple presumably mm-hmm. she suffered a blunt force tra- blunt force trauma to the head between 12 and 1 she was sexually assaulted oh my god and do uh, at 1 a.m she died due to strangulation. Jesus. Now, no one no one heard a thing, but I don't find that weird because their house is so big and her room alone is in a different wing than the yeah, rest of when the When you said parents. staff, I was like, damn, okay. It's a big they're they're like Richie Rich Rich. Okay, like they're okay, they're okay. they're pretty wealthy. And so her room is on the opposite side of the house from her parents, which would scare me as a parent. Scare me as a kid. Yeah. And then I don't know where Burke's room was necessarily. Okay. Because um, he was asked, you know, in that Dr. Phil thing, like, did you hear anything? And he's like, no, I, nope, didn't hear anything. If he was on the same side of the house, maybe he would have. Okay. But it's a big enough house that I actually am not super surprised that nobody heard a thing. 
Um, or they did hear it. Or they and did. Lying. I mean, that could be it. That yeah. could be it. It wasn't a red flag for me, though. Yeah. Is all I'll say. Um, at 5:30 a.m., according to Patsy's account, she woke up that morning aiming to get the kids ready for their trip to the house that they own in Michigan. That was their immediate New Year's Eve plans. They were gonna like leave Colorado. They're in. I didn't even say where they were. <laughs> Boulder, Colorado. Okay, they live in Boulder, Boulder, Colorado. Gotcha. But they own a house in Michigan. Again, they're super wealthy. They can have two of those nice houses, um, which happens to be Patsy's favorite house is the one in Michigan. But that's not even a, that's not a relevant fact. Um, so she got ready, oddly in the same clothes that she wore the night before, and went. That's a red flag. Because <laughs> she doesn't strike me as the woman that wears the same outfit two and, days in a row. And sleep in her makeup? And have full makeup? So here's, here's, here's my devil's advocate move for this detail from her account. If she was... Tra- now, I don't know what kind of traveler Patsy was. Some people are bougier travelers. Some people are like, oh, I want to go for ease and comfort, especially with, when I'm traveling with kids. Uh-huh. Patsy could have just changed back into the clothes from the night before and, and these are quickly, christmas party clothes yes and quickly done her makeup because she doesn't want to be seen by anybody without i haven't i have an aunt like that who just can't you can't see her without her makeup, or at least she no, used to no, be like I know that people like that for sure yeah so the full phase of makeup was not weird to me however the clothes i was really trying to find a reasonable explanation just just for the yeah, sake of yeah, both yeah. perspectives. Sure, sure, sure. She could have just changed back into it for ease of travel. But who knows? Who knows? It could be that she just never went to bed. That seems like a good one, too. Um, so anyway, so she gets... She, I don't like that. Quote, unquote, ready for the day uh-huh. after waking up at 530 uh-huh. and goes down the back staircase to that leads to the kitchen because there's multiple staircases because this is a multi-story house. Anyway, she specified the back staircase because as she goes down to get a cup of coffee from the kitchen, um, on the staircase, she finds a note addressed to her husband. And initially, she thought it was from her housekeeper because apparently they loaned him money, loaned the housekeeper a little bit of money. She's like, oh, this is okay. Maybe it's from the housekeeper. Why would your housekeeper leave it on the stairs? Leave money that she's paying you back on the Uh stairs. That was a weird assumption, but all right, Patsy. So I'm going to read the ransom note to you. Oh, there's a ransom note. And I I want you to not (laughs) laugh when I read this. This is serious. This is not a funny case. This ransom note has been analyzed and analyzed. And and in either the part two or if this goes into part three, guys, this is why there's so much to unpack. Okay. The ransom note leads me to a whole other theory, but I will go ahead and read it. I'm ready. It says, Mr. Ramsey. Listen carefully. We are a group of individuals that represent a small foreign faction. We, XX, respect your business, <laughs> spelt with two S's, business, but not the country that it serves. At this time, we have your daughter in our possession. She is safe and unharmed, and if you want her to see 1997, you must follow our instructions to the letter. You will withdraw hundred and eighteen thousand dollars from your account ten thousand a hundred thousand will be in one hundred dollar bills and the remaining eighteen thousand in twenty dollar bills make sure that you bring an adequate size attache to the bank when you get home you will put the money in a brown paper bag i will call you between eight 
and 10 a.m. tomorrow to instruct you on delivery. The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you to be rested. If we monitor you getting the money early, we might call you early to arrange an earlier delivery of the money and hence an earlier delivery pickup of your daughter. Any deviation, this is so long, any deviation of my instructions will result in the immediate execution of your daughter. You will also be denied her remains for proper burial. The two gentlemen watching over your daughter do not particularly like you, so I advise you not to provoke them. Speaking to anyone about your situation, such as police, FBI, etc., will result in your daughter being beheaded. If we catch you talking to a stray dog, she dies. If you alert bank authorities, she dies. If the money is in any way marked or tampered with, she dies. You will be scanned for electronic devices, and if any are found, she dies. You can try to deceive us, but be warned that we are familiar with law enforcement countermeasures and tactics. You stand a 99% chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. Follow our instructions, and you stand a 100% chance of getting her back. You and your family are under constant scrutiny, as well as the authorities. Don't try to grow a brain, John. You are not the only fat cat around, so don't think that killing will be difficult. Don't underestimate us, John. Use that good southern common sense of yours. It is up to you now, John. Victory. SB. TC. It was the parents. I'm gonna let you sit with that for a second. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> okay. Okay. That is a bunch of bullshit. First of all, that was like five pages. That was like the longest ransom note that I have ever seen. Patsy stayed up all night writing that shit. It, wait till we get to the handwriting analysis. Here like, comes the curse words. They're coming out. They're, now. Coming. They're coming out now. <laughs> They've been loading up. They've been loading up. So Patsy wakes up John, okay? And that he, is that is she's uh, panicking. She's panicking. She read that five page okay, rant. So, uh, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not laughing. So you mean to tell That's me inappropriate for me to laugh. That the Ramses went to bed at quote unquote ten thirty. Yep. She woke up at five thirty. She but between that time some some masked some, bandits. Some foreign faction. Some foreign faction snuck into the house, snagged. Some mercenaries little, yeah, came. Yeah, little, little Jean Bonnet. For $118,000. For $118,000. From, from like $118, like a millionaire. So that Which was actually, we'll dive into it a little more later too, but 118000 was John's exact Christmas bonus that year. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not laughing at this tragedy. I'm laughing at the no. This the is lengths. this is embarrassing. The this it is embarrassing is. because it this is. is yeah. This is this is a an attempt to cover up in my mind. It's ridiculous. Yeah, is what it is. Okay, so Patsy, she wakes up, John. She's like, oh my gosh, check on the kids. So he goes. John, I found this note. John, on the I found the note. Our daughter is probably missing. Go check. So he he checks and Jean Benet's not in her room, but Burke, according to John, is sleeping. He's sound asleep in his own room. At that point, we don't know what time he went to bed, but whatever. John said he's there. And they didn't have security cameras. Security I mean, I, I would think that they Nope. Uh, okay. Not to my knowledge. Okay. They had an alarm system. We'll get to the we'll get to the state of the house. Okay, I'm just mad. I know. It's it's enraging. And yeah. let me I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna we're gonna 
show you the 911 call because shortly after John realizes I, that I, Jean I Benet hear, is missing, I hear the 911 here call. we go. 100 speechless is what you are i i think patsy is acting i hate to say that about a mother a mother panicking about her, her child missing child yeah. i want to point out in case it was hard to hear i've heard in van- ed- like enhanced versions of the end she's really panicked for the the entirety of the of the conversation with mm-hmm. the 911 dispatcher, who, by the way, is probably the nicest 911 dispatcher I've ever heard on a recording. Yeah, usually they're terrible. Yeah, and she was like, I've got it, honey. Like, I called him, honey. It's okay. Um, I'm sending an officer to you. Um, but at some point, Patsy sounds like she thinks she's hanging up. And it's quiet for a little bit. And the 911 dispatcher's like, what's going on? And you can hear voices that are in a different tone. They're not panicked anymore. I mean, maybe they're a little panicked, but they're not, like, hysterical. When she was talking to her, she was hysterical. Like, she had to be talked down hysterical. Mm-hmm. But in case you in case you didn't hear what was said, it, roughly, it's there was a man's voice that said, we're not talking to you. There was a woman's voice that we assume is Patsy's saying, what did you find? Or what did you, what did you do? And then a child's voice comes back with, what did you find? Which That's is super, suspicious. super unnerving. That's suspicious. That's suspicious. Yeah. I, I, you get why the family was under attack by the media. Sure. Because everything about these things. It's weird. The whole it's thing weird. is weird. It's weird. It's so weird. Okay. So just so we could get to the the end of this episode is, is coming up, I promise. And then the part two, we're going to dive into stuff like the 911 call and the ransom note. So hold all of your thoughts, all of your theories. Send it to us on Instagram if you want. But Mindy's going to probably just explode. I, I <laughs> Listen, this is a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Okay, so she places this 911 call, Patsy does, and then immediately calls her friends to come over, <laughs> including the Whites, whose house they just, you know, had the party at the, the night before. But she calls all her friends to come over. Because my theory is, 
she she can't not pass up the opportunity of being center, center of attention. attention. Yep. And you got to be consoled by all your buddies because oh, that makes so more gross. sense that than waiting so on the police. That is so gross. So by, by 5.55. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. She invited her friends before the cops came? Mm-hmm. That is so weird. That's correct. That's so weird. Now, keep in mind, the ransom note said to not tell anybody. I, it, Law I, enforcement, don't even talk to a stray dog, it said. And she calls the police and then friends. If I, okay, okay, let's pause for a minute. We'll dive into it again in part it, two. It's also, you know, because she's looking real suspicious. Yes. I, I'm not going to lie. It's yeah. also, you know, if if I have my friends over and I'm acting in front of my friends then surely they'll be able to back me up on this. Yeah. I don't know if that was you, part of the mentality too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whether it's emotional support for your missing child or I want my friends I don't to like confirm her. to the cops. Yeah. I just, I don't like her. A lot of feelings. A lot of feelings here. Let's proceed. Yes. 5.55 a.m. Officer Rick French arrives at the Ramsey home and he does a search of the house because this is a missing kid. He pauses by a locked door in the basement because it's locked and then just moves on he doesn't unlock it he doesn't break it open he doesn't ask the family to unlock it to check Mm -hmm. what's in this room yeah he just goes oh well that's locked she's probably not in there let's keep going and then he moves on to search the rest of the house come on rick (laughs) richard so the police search this house and the rest of the police, like, he gets backup that comes, and th- they find nothing as well. What they do find is that the alarm was never set, two doors were ajar, and the door to the wine cellar, which I, th- okay, the the locked door that Officer French didn't even try to open, it's either a wine cellar or uh. just an extra windowless room in the basement. I'm not sure. Which could be the it- perfect place to hide a body well that 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 feels like a possibility okay it does it does keep put a pin in that all right okay so their law enforcement's like okay well she's not in the house let's sit tight let's wait for that ransom call i guess that's supposed to happen between 8 and 10 a.m is that right 8 and 10 9 and 8 8 and 9 i don't know sometime that morning let me go back to the time to (laughs) 8 and 10 produce a ransom 8 and 10 a.m if and they if they got she got up at five forty-five. yeah like okay let me scramble and they said the language in the note makes it sound like they are expecting them to read it the night before because they said rest up rest up in the morning at eight for between eight and ten because it's so suspicious. do you remember they said they said get your rest yeah get your rest john mm-hmm. it's weird okay so what what happens is um, the FBI is is brought in not in person yet, but to because missing children. I don't know if anyone knows this, but missing children is an automatic FBI case. I did not know that. Yeah, once they are found dead, it's homicide, which goes to local authorities. Gotcha. So when the police got there and they did the cursory search of the house. They were basically kind of biding their time until the FBI was like, okay, send us what you got. Mm -hmm. So what happens is Detective Linda Arndt um, arrives at the Ramsey house and she kind of like holds down the fort while the FBI looks over stuff. Like they are sent the ransom note and um, the the guy, Agent Ron Walker, (laughs) I kind of like him. He looked over it and he, he talked to Detective Arndt a lot 
while she was manning the house and she told him she was like i patsy and john they're not interacting at all it's a little weird they're not interacting so patsy's being consoled by her friends and john is like casually checking the mail he's joking with like the officers like it's her instincts were were like she was like this is this isn't grieving this isn't right parents yeah Yeah. something something is wrong and so the fbi agent ron walker he immediately suspects the family Uh uh-huh but based on the ransom note which was like that was an immediate he was like immediately like oh the family's suspicious keep an eye he told aren't to keep an eye on them Mm -hmm. and not let them out of his their her sight um but then what i find weird so he he knew that they'd find John Bennett dead. He said, "Keep an eye on the family." However, however, he suggests the cop said that Agent Walker, okay. the FBI agent. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So that I'm on board with, and but then he says, "Why don't you have keep them busy by helping having them help you search the house?" Now, granted, maybe it's because he knew they'd find her dead. He suspected, but I feel like finding her dead in the house was not out of the question. Why would you have them help you search? Maybe he wanted to see their reactions. Maybe. I don't know. So he, right before he suggests this to Detective Arndt, John disappears for 90 minutes. Un- oh. Unaccounted for. He says he was in his office, right? Okay. Oh, so he comes. Oh, he he just, comes. He's doing a little work. He comes back and Detective Arndt is like, um, hey, hey, Agent Walker. Uh, he just disappeared for a little while. And she's the only one there. Okay. I want to point that out. She's the only, like, detective there, which I would be stressed out. I mean, it sounds like there were maybe um, uniformed officers there for a little while. At I'm some so point, mad. At some point, I don't think they were there. I feel like it was just her. But don't quote me on that. That's not fact. Um, but she, I don't think, had a lot of control over the situation either. She mm-hmm. was pretty new. And because they were sitting and waiting for a ransom call, it's not like they were actively doing anything. So they're just sitting around, right? So if he goes off to his office for like 90 minutes it would be a little weird for her to hunt him down be like hey get in the living room and then abandon the mom who could also be doing some suspicious right, crap right, right. right i don't know it's a weird situation so agent walker's like well he's getting antsy so why don't you have him help you do a search yes so detective aren't this is kind of important she she comes back to john and his friend fleet who is right there that's notable she says, okay, we are going to do another search of the house, top to bottom, okay? So let's go. John immediately books it to the basement. He only heard the last end of that sentence, apparently, because he starts at the bottom, in the basement, where that locked door miraculously becomes able to be opened. He, um, the... Are you serious? I'm serious. He goes downstairs. He goes immediately to this door that was previously locked. An officer was not able to check. Locked or jammed? There's actually a big debate on the internet Uh about whether uh it was jammed or locked. Either way, it was not searched until now. Okay. He beelines to it. He opens it. And according to, to Fleet, his friend, John opened the door, shouts to Fleet that he found Jean Benet, and then he turns on the light to that room. And then goes into the room to get her. It's weird because she... Because how can says, you see? How can you see in the dark? There's no windows. And there was a white sheet over her. How did you know that's what was on the ground? Why didn't... You didn't, you didn't think because it could have been there. laundry? Yeah, yeah. He put her there. 
he knew she was there. Yeah. Yeah, for he, sure. He knew she was there. So she's covered. John Bonet was found covered in her favorite white blanket. Um, this poor baby. Her wrists were bound above her head with a white cord, and her mouth was duct taped. There was also a cord wrapped around her neck that had been tied with a paintbrush. Um, Patsy's paintbrush, I want to point out. In the style of a garage. Do you know what a garage is? Yes. Yeah. One of the things that tight, like, yeah. Yeah. If you tie, like, a string or a rope to it and you, like, turn the the paintbrush yes. or whatever you're using, yeah. it tightens it um, pretty, pretty terribly. These actually. people are sick. This is a torture. De- yeah, like, these this people is. Are sick. Yeah. So the paintbrush was giving it leverage to twist the cord. Um, so John kneels next to her body and he touches her cheek and he removes the duct tape and he tried to untie her wrist before he carries her upstairs screaming to everybody that he found her i if you if i were john and i found my daughter dead on the basement floor bound like that maybe this is because i'm obsessed with true crime and i'm more familiar with the procedures or maybe it's because i didn't do it but i wouldn't touch her Maybe I would touch her, but I wouldn't try to remove duct tape. I wouldn't try to untie cords. I guess it would be different if it's your child because you immediately want to, you know. But I I mean, he says he knew she was dead and he and he wasn't hysterical. He was hysterical when he carried her upstairs. Okay, And screamed to everybody that he found her. So he carries her upstairs. okay, And he puts her on the living room floor. Which is a high traffic area. Which there are multiple things here that granite could be written off as a parent being hysterical, mm-hmm. but also they are like detrimental to the right, case right, because right. he's exposing her body to like thousands and thousands of fibers and right, right. and she's he's contaminating all this evidence, right? Yeah. So he lays her down on the living room floor and when detective Arndt approaches him and approaches Jean Benet's body, she says in an interview later that she was suddenly very aware of where her gun was on her hip and was mentally counting the rounds that she had left in her gun because she felt like the killer was still in the house. And when she was kneeling down next to him, she le- like looked up and they, their eyes met. And that's when she was like, okay, how many rounds do I have in my gun? Like, this, oh this, my this cop's instincts. <laughs> she may have been too green to do anything correctly. Sure, sure, sure. But her instincts were strong. Like, she was not, she immediately was like, this isn't right. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is, it's behavior, not. Their, their behavior's not. not right. None of it is right. His eyes are dead. <laughs> like, she's, well, she was uh, scared. And uh, in the interview, she sounds pretty terrified, even remembering that being in that situation well, i mean anything involved like involving a child and then you find the child like that's got to be i i can't imagine i truly it's can't a scarring imagine case to be part yeah. of and i don't again I, I say her account not because it's evidence but there's something to be said for good instincts there is if you're if you feel unsafe like that quickly next to somebody oh, your body sure. is you telling you something this. is yeah, wrong absolutely. yeah so Arndt eventually moves Jean Benet's body closer to the Christmas tree upstairs. They had Christmas trees in every room of this house, okay? Um, it was real bougie. Um, yeah, it sounds that way. But that move also, again, she may be too green to know better, but it, it, it contaminated evidence further because she moved her again. She just keeps, if this body keeps getting moved. This poor girl cannot just be laid down and left alone until the medical examiner gets here. No, no. But, um,. So within an hour of finding her, John 
tries to uh, get a plane set up to fly to Atlanta within an hour. An hour. Hours of finding his daughter. He's I'm like, sorry. you know what? I just remembered I had a business meeting in Atlanta. I better get out of here. I'm gonna. You guys gonna take care of this? You got it. You, we you found guys got her. This? We found her. Like I gotta. We're good. I gotta go. Yeah. Yeah. Smother so, trucker. <laughs> I keep in mind also they were about to fly to Michigan, not Atlanta. But you know, Atlanta could have been Ch- plans changed. Plans changed. A- an escape plan was in action mm-hmm. that he attempted to do. They stopped him. I mean, they stopped him, but he was like, "I'm out of here. I have a very important business meeting. <laughs> very important right now." All in, of a sudden, all of a sudden <laughs> in Atlanta. So at 8 p.m., the medical examiner finally shows up for the external examination. There is a blanket and a Colorado Avalanche sweatshirt on top of Jean Benet, which I believe John put on her, like on top of her. I, I'm not really sure, not really clear on that. But but either way, those two things had to be removed for them to get to the body, um, for her to be examined. At 10:45, the coroner's team took her out of the house finally, away from all the contamination and stuff like that. Uh, the FBI, since, again, since it's no longer a missing child, the FBI was like, we can help you if you want. We have resources. We've already been involved when this was a missing persons yes, case. The police department said, nah. Ugh. The homicide, they were like, um, no, we're, we're good. And so I, cool. I if the, all of the theories that involve police corruption, this right here is one of the big. Yeah, they're like, no, we don't need the FBI. Now, granted, this could be an innocent, like, people are territorial. Sure, sure, sure. And I and if, I know that is a thing among, you know, among, police departments. Well, yeah, it, it, those kinds of professionals, if you're in on their turf, they're like, no, 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 we don't need federal yeah. help. Yeah. We are perfectly capable of solving this case ourselves. Maybe you are, maybe you aren't. In this case, you aren't. Mm. Yeah, clearly. But if, if, you know, again, this is me being impartial and not at all being immersed in the actual situation, but if the FBI agent who had just been dealing with the case initially offered to continue helping, why not say yes? Yes. <laughs> they don't want to take over the case. They want to help with the case. Absolutely. But what? But whatever. There's a lot of a lot of reasons we'll get into why that could be the case. The autopsy was eventually performed on the 27th, um, which is the day that next morning. Um, and we'll we'll dive into that in part two. Oh, so while we're sitting on that timeline, okay, let's just wrap this up for today and end on a sweet note because this, oh is, this is just going to get rougher. Like, this is just going to get worse. Wow. So that's the timeline. I laid it out for you. Okay. the next, a lot to absorb. Next week, we'll dive into the evidence and we'll, like, pick it apart. I, I said a lot of it in the timeline, but we will, like, individually analyze okay. all the evidence. And then part three, we'll dive into each theory and why all of them could be right or all of them could be wrong. Yep. So... Okay. What's well, our sweet treat, Mindy? I have a savory one. Ooh. And I'm very excited. I love savory. That's my favorite, actually. I don't have a sweet tooth. I have a salt tooth. So this Ooh. is a, a special treat um, all the way from Jungle Gyms. It is uh, called, from the Good Crisp Company, Aged White Cheddar Cheese Balls. <gasps> I love cheese balls, and oh I love gosh. anything that's white cheddar. It's like crack. So, yeah. Um, I'll have like... you know that I almost opened this before. <laughs> and You were like, maybe I need to test it before um, we do it. I didn't. It's still sealed. Oh, man. See? But it was really hard. Yeah. Okay. I'm surprised so, you did. I would appreciate have probably. My oh, my gosh. They're big. 
<gasps> the big boys. Oh my gosh. Let me take a picture though before we. Yeah. Sorry, that was my happy noise. <laughs> oh, these look so good. I uh, I don't know if there are like jungle gems like in other places. I'm not really sure. Um, but I'm I bet you could buy this on the internet. You probably yeah. could. What's the brand again? The Good Crisp Company. Ooh. Okay. All right. I'm gonna take two. Yeah. Ready? For this taste test. Ready. Ready. And go. Oh yeah. Delicious. I could hit. I could eat that whole can. Mm-hmm. In one sitting. Uh huh. Five skulls. Oh yeah, that's yeah. delicious. Mm-hmm. I want more. I will say it's hard to screw up cheese balls. Yeah. Yeah, but they get a good job. I, the, the white cheddar. That's what does it. Damn, these are good. Damn, Daniel. <laughs> Daniel. Mmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Good job. Good uh, crisp okay. company. That was a good way to end it. Yeah, I, I honestly one. I needed that pick me up because. Thanks for hanging in there, guys. Yeah, that this was is, that was a lot. This is a popular case, but when you really dive into all of the details, it gets so sad so fast. Honestly, I I was like, okay, don't get choked up, mm-hmm. like you know, but but like to be honest, th- these are real people. Yeah, this is a real little girl that lost her life, and mm-hmm. the, and that's our that's goal, horrible. Our goal when talking about cases too is to focus on the victim as real people and humanize them as much as possible because the true crime industry kind of works against us sometimes and and desensitizes us to i'm desensitized a lot i will i'll be the first to admit it i don't immediately feel the gravity of stuff Mm -hmm. because i'm consuming it so regularly but this this one is was it really quickly was like it's just awful because it it just it sounded like you know it's hard yeah it's hard so we thanks for hanging in there if you're still listening hopefully you turn you tune in for next week's because we're gonna dive even deeper into man there's so many things there's yeah. so many I'm, things. I'm excited to hear oh, so many things i'm gonna die inside until we get there so yeah so hang in there um stay if you, safe y'all stay safe if you liked what you're hearing if you've heard all of our other stuff too if you haven't go back and listen but if you have, please, please like subscribe, like rate, subscribe, buy some merch, review. Oh my gosh, we do have merch. We have some really the little Arca shop guys. Go get a sweatshirt. And Renee designed the um, the logo. Cover. It, it's so it's so good. She's wearing. So I am. I'm wearing it right now. Mindy's wearing the sweatshirt right now. It's super warm. I'm wearing it. Super nice. And we've got mugs and stuff too. So check that out if you want. Definitely review us wherever you're listening to podcasts because that raises. Our exposure and shout out to those listening um in some other countries oh my gosh guys that is so exciting for we, us we were thrilled to see those analytics yeah. like good grief thank you for hanging in we're gonna us. try to diversify some of the ca- future cases that we do we're gonna reach for other countries crimes in other countries heck yeah to highlight because i think that's only fair right yeah it's only fair so murder happens everywhere everywhere Human beings are everywhere human beings are is gonna happen. I know. So stay tuned for stay tuned for next week and we'll see you then. Have Bye a great guys. Night. Bye. Bye.